You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, You're all looking amazing this morning. I love your pajamas. I'm kidding. I can't see you. I wish I could see you. We wish we could be together, but that's just not our reality today, and that's okay. That's okay. It's going to look different this Thanksgiving, um, but... I, I do, I want you to stay connected um, today in this service. I believe that I have a word from God that I'm going to share with you a little bit later on um, regarding the season, the moment that we're in, um, because, you know, God is always speaking to us. He always has a heart to um, call us up higher. So, but we've got an exciting service planned for you. We do miss you. Um, but I'm going to, I was, I was reading in Joshua 3 and uh, in Joshua 3, it is the Israelites, they are crossing over into the promised land. And as they're crossing over, God, again, parts the water of the Jordan, and they're able to walk over on dry land. They they go across to the promised land on dry land. Amazing, like, amazing. Imagine crossing over even the, um, the river in Prince Albert and just, like, opens up and you're able to cross over on dry land. Incredible miracle. But as soon as it happens... God says to Joshua, I want you to take 12 stones and I want you to build a memorial in that place. Take those stones and build a memorial of what God has done for you. And so they do this. And then you see in Joshua 4, which I'm going to read to you, uh, Joshua says, and he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know that Israel passed over this Jordan on dry land. He's he's like, this is going to be a memorial. This is going to be a sign. When the kids ask, we're going to remember. The kids are going to be told the stories that Israel made it to the promised land. And it was all because of the things God did for us. So our stories, the things that God has done for us in our life are important. They're meant to be shared. Not only do they keep us in remembrance, but it also builds up the faith of other people when they hear our stories. So this morning, we're going to start on Thanksgiving Sunday. I've got some people that we're going to, I'm going to introduce you in a second, and we're going to share stories of the goodness of God um, in our lives to help build our faith, to help keep us in remembrance. So first of all, I'm going to invite Tamara Sporjic. She's part of the pastoral team. Hi. And uh, we're, <laughs> hi, Tamara. <laughs> and uh, then we've got Adam Quaring, who's our youth pastor. Hey, and Joel Thiessen, who's our online pastor. There he hi. is. Hi, hi Joel. Uh, <laughs> Wayne, who's part of the pastoral team. And we've got Duff Friesen, part, part of our pastoral team. And Adam Berg, <laughs> our Gen Z pastor. So lots of us. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. So um, thinking of Psalm 77. Um, verse 11 and 12, it says, yet I could never forget all of your miracles, my God, as I remember all of your wonders of old. I ponder all you've done, Lord, musing on all of your miracles. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to start with Tamaris. I'm going to start with you. And this is the question. What are some of the events that you can look back on that are, that are like stones or memorials of the goodness of God in your life? where he stepped in or where he's guided you, led you, miracles that you saw? What What is a story in your life that you can say, 
this is the goodness of God and people need to know it. Oh, okay. Um, so God just, he gave me a picture this morning. He reminded me of a picture to share with you all this morning. And I know you guys have all heard the story of um, our third baby, Jace, that we had this year. Um, but it's easy to forget, you know, he's doing so well. And, uh, you know, he got me to pull out this picture this morning and I just started crying. So I'm just going to share it with you all. So this was him uh, five or six months ago. And you can see he has a breathing tube in. Um, he's on, I don't know how many medications. He was barely conscious. He didn't even probably know I was holding him. And, oh, just looking back and um, now I just, God is so good. And I will never, ever, ever, ever forget what he did for our family this year, how he pulled us together, how um, you all got behind us and pulled us through this. And I could just... I'm so thankful and thankful to all of you who got behind us and said, no, Jace is going to live and he's going to have a good life. So that, yeah, I'll never forget. Wow. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> That's, yeah. Look, look how far he's come. You know what I mean? Like you're right. Just, you know, standing in faith and believing and not knowing what was on the other end, you know, and, and, Man, we just watched miracle after miracle of the goodness of God. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Adam, choir, tell me your story. Um, well, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a miracle so much, but uh, the thing that God's done throughout this uh, whole year for me through all of this is uh, he's really got me back into the word in like a, in a whole new way, like, um, you know, in times past, I've, you know, I've, I've read my Bible, I've studied my Bible. I like studying the weird and different things that are in there. Um, things that maybe people might not look at and find out what, what those applications are. But this year, God's put me back in the word uh, with, with a new hunger and a new desire to, to, to find out everything in there. And it's, uh, um, you know, like I'm a, uh, a seasonal city worker. So in the wintertime, I got a lot of time on my own. And in years past, the Bible's just kind of been a a secondary thing. You know, whenever I'm <laughs> bored of playing video games or bored of eating chips, you know, I'll go read my Bible. But this year, it's been a whole new uh, uh, renewed importance of just how, how much I need the Bible in my life and in the forefront of my life. And that's what he's been doing through through all of this. So in a way, I would call that a miracle. It is mm -hmm. a miracle. That's amazing. I, I didn't know that we could get bored of eating chips. So that's that's also a miracle. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, Adam. Um, Joel. Um, so over the past couple of years, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for what God has done for me. Um, but over the past year, I have been slowly settling. So two years ago, um, I was I was I made a few mistakes that had really pushed me back. 
But over this last year, I've had the ability to watch God and see what he can do with our mistakes and actually see him redeem them. Like there's a lot of, when I'm in Toronto, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of isolation out here, especially because of COVID. Um, and it's, it's amazing how God can take even situations like that and actually provide a, a, a new job. Like um, before COVID started about three, four weeks before uh, everything shut down, um, I actually felt like I heard God say that he was going to take me into a new job. Um, and I was like, great, I'm going to quit my job. This is going to be fantastic. And, um, and then he, uh, he told me I couldn't do it and I was supposed to actually stay in my job. And then when COVID hit and I lost my job, um, within a week and a half, God had actually given me a new job that I was more, actually more qualified for than the job I was doing. And it, it just sprang up whole new life in me just because I was able to, to be in an environment where I could actually make a difference. And it, it's really, I just, I love how God will move all things together for the good of those who love him. And it's just, it just blows me away. And so every time I think of yeah. that, that specific scenario, I just, I, I can't forget how good God is and just be thankful for it. Amen. That's so good. It's so true. He provides. I, it's like, and when all of a sudden times gets tough sometimes and we get worrying, it's like we forget sometimes, you know, he provides, he provides for you. He, yeah. He'll provide for you. He provided for you before. He's still doing it. He doesn't stop. That's mm-hmm. awesome, Joel. Uh, Wade. Hi. Um, Hello. I'm Ru- <laughs> um th- thinking back god has done so many things and there are so many miracles and i had a hard time picking one but um the one i'll pick was uh, a number of years ago um when my son joel was i don't know if he was even a year old yet but um one, one evening he just arched his back and his eyes rolled back in his head and he just stayed arched he, we couldn't bend them back his muscles just all tightened up and so we took him to the hospital and the doctor at the hospital said it was spinal meningitis, um, oh, wow. which is a scary thing. And so um, he w- he couldn't do a spinal tap at that point because he hadn't done too many. So he made an appointment at the University Hospital in Saskatoon and, and told us to go there. And this was about midnight. And so we woke up our pastor and we drove, we drove 30 miles out to his place so he could pray for Joel. And then we drove to Saskatoon. So that was half an hour to the doctor, half an hour back, and then an hour and a half to Saskatoon. So it'd be two and a half hours. And all the whole time, his eyes were white. They were rolled in the back of his head, and he was just arched from his, his back, just went like that. And so um, we're praying as we're driving to Saskatoon. And coming from where we live, there's a, there's a hill. You come over a hill, and then you see the lights on Saskatoon, and you go down the hill into Saskatoon. And just as we drove over the the hill and we could see Saskatoon his eyes came back and he just he his body relaxed and he went to sleep and wow. so we went we went to the university hospital and we took him in there and they took him because they had a team waiting for him and they took him in there and the doctor was furious his words were don't those dummies in Humboldt even know how to look at a double ear infection and diagnose it properly and he was really upset but um um, that was a miracle God did did for us, for our youngest son, Joel. And um, I'm sure he, he had spinal meningitis because a double ear infection don't do, doesn't do that. And, and God just healed him while we were driving to Saskatoon. And for that, I'm wow. extremely grateful. Amazing. That's so cool. 
God is so good. Jeff? Hi there. Hello. How are you today? <laughs> I'm um, good. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And um, when I was pondering what I wanted to share about the goodness of God, it um, there was numbers of things, but uh, God took me back to uh, 2006. And uh, in 2006, um, Joan invited us up to your dad's 60th birthday party. And uh, that was being celebrated in family church. So Terry and I and the girls, we had come up to the farm. And uh, then on Sunday morning, or whenever the celebration was, maybe it was Saturday, we came into the church, came into Prince Albert, and uh, we were sitting in the service and the celebration. And I just heard the Holy Spirit say that um, I could see myself attending this church. And at that time, we were locked into another church in Saskatoon, and, uh, you know, things were... Things seemed pretty solid and everything like that. And uh, so on the way home, when Terry and I started talking, God had said the same thing to her. That, uh, she could see herself attending that church. And so that was really a crossroads in our life when we, we began making plans to move from Saskatoon up to Prince Albert. And uh, so we actually, so this was the fall of... Um, 2006 and then uh, it was in June 2008 that we actually moved here 28th of June actually is when we arrived in PA um, as as our home and you know I've driven the streets of PA I drive to work every day and you know almost every day I just can't believe I'm in this place so I'm so thankful God has brought us to this place. He's attached us to this church and, uh, you know, made us a part of the family and, and really what he's doing in, in Prince Albert. So um, it, was, it was an amazing event in our lives that, that changed us forever. Mm, so good. I'm glad, I'm glad that he spoke to you and that you guys listened and came to. <laughs> We're thankful that your family's in our church. We are. Um, Adam Berg. Oh, uh, where do I start? First of all, hi. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Um, wow. I would have to, I've, I've got a few different ones I could have went to, but um I'll just give a little backstory quick and then go from there. Um, in, in 2017, um, so I moved here in 2007 um, with nothing but a bag of clothes on my back, um, fresh out of drug addiction and just a messy life. Um, and then my now in-laws um, told me that I needed to move to Prince Albert and uh, so I wait, actually Wayne and Wayne and Marge took me in um, and I was pretty rough around the edges. So they're, they're graceful people. I tell you because Adam wasn't a very good person anyway. Um, so I went through Bible college here. I, you know, pursued God, did all those things. And then about 2014, 
I started backsliding and then I kind of lived a little patchy life um, in the sense of Christianity and following after God. But in 2017, I had rock bottom. I, I was in bad shape. I, I just about lost my life again. Um, I just about went back down a road that I never, I swore to myself I'd never go down. Um, but then, you know, Megan, Megan picked up the phone and that was the first time she ever talked to me over the phone. Um, and she said, Adam, what are you doing? And, uh, that, that moment that started a process in me that, um, brought me back to where I am today. And, um, I went to a conference in, in Los Angeles and I'm sure I've told many of you these stories, but, um, I went to heaven come down in Los Angeles that Bethel Bethel church does and puts on every year. And, um, it started me on this, this journey of just finding Jesus and becoming familiar with who Jesus is. And, um, that's the miracle that has taken place in my life. Trust me, there was a point in my life where I swore I would never, ever, ever come back to this. And, um, yeah, so without going on and on about it, Jesus saved my life in 2015. Beautiful. I think um, all of your stories are so um, unique and different, but it just shows that God is in every single moment of our lives with the good, the bad, and the ugly. He is wanting to speak in every, in every moment, you know, um, mm -hmm. I, I could definitely tell you lots of stories, probably have said them all in, you know, my preaching at one point or another, but I was thinking about just, you know, times where you get concerned and you get worried and, you know, you're like, how am I going to get out of this? Or, you know, how is God going to come through and you pray and you're, you know, and then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wait, when did that situation change? You know, like God came through and yeah, I didn't even yeah. notice it. Here we are today. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that in my own life where I could share many stories, but I just thought, you know what, if I had an encouragement that I could say that is he comes through every single time and he has come through every yeah. single Amen. time every in my time. life. He does. Every time. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit and I'm going to share something on my heart and then I'm going to ask you guys some things, but I have a word um, for the church. So I hope that you're listening uh, right now, tune in right now. This is important because um, when it was Thursday uh, morning and I got up and I was like, I got to work. I'm going to study and work on uh, my preaching for Sunday morning, you know, discipleship, the new normal. And so I was studying and I was, you know, getting ready, getting my uh, message ready. And I had just finished it. And I got the phone call that uh, church was being shut down and we were all going into isolation. And so I knew in a moment, this is not the word that I'm taking the church. Um, it's for another time. And so I have a room in my basement. I went downstairs and I just began to pray and I'm like, God, where are you in this? What are you wanting? You know, what are you wanting the people to know? What, what are you saying in the middle of this is really what I was asking. And he took me to um, Second Chronicles 5. And uh, I'm going to read it to you. In verse 1, it says this. 
So all the work that Solomon had done for the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in the things which his father David had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and all of the furnishings. And he put them in the treasuries of the house of God. And so he, God took me to this verse and, and he's showing me that, you know, everything had been prepared. Everything that Solomon had been working towards um, was finished, that the building the house of the Lord was finished. So they started to begin to set things up, bring things in, things that they'd saved, things that had been dedicated. The Levites, they began to prepare themselves. And it takes us to verse 13. And in verse 13, it says this, Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good for his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. And so I'm reading this and God says, do you see their expectancy? Do you see how expectant that they were? So they had done things, things were set up and now they've come to this moment and they are expectant. They, they're excited in their spirits about what's about to happen. And so they all show up, they've all been prepared and they have this air of expectancy and God shows up. And I was reading it and I'm like, God, what are you, what are you trying to say? And he says, don't lose your expectancy in this moment that, that yes, it may look different. Yes. We may be back in our homes. We may get frustrated, but don't lose your expectancy. Don't take your focus off the fact that God is moving and he is doing something in this moment, even when it doesn't look like he is, even when all of a sudden we can't be together. I, I want you to hear God say, Keep your expectancy. I am moving. I'm in the moment. I am doing this. And then I want to point out that it says that they all came together in unity and began to lift up one sound of thanksgiving and praise. And it ushered in the glory of God. And so I felt like he was saying we may not all be together to hear each other's voices um, in thanksgiving. But I think that it's not, not by accident that um, it's Thanksgiving and God is saying, lift up your voice in Thanksgiving. We are the body of Christ. So we may not be together in a building, but we are connected by the spirit. We are connected with the body of Christ. And so let's turn our murmuring and our complaining, stop mm -hmm. that, shut it down and begin to lift your voice and let's unify in, um, unify in our spirits in praise and thanksgiving for the goodness of God. Remember the verse that God gave us. You will see the goodness of God in the land of the living, no matter what you're going through. I know some of you are going through things that are way more beyond isolation. I want you to know God sees you right now in this moment and begin to lift your voice up in praise and thanksgiving. thanksgiving and do not lose your expectancy because God is going to do great things. We will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So let's begin um, today, tomorrow, this whole week. Begin to just pour out your praise, pour out your thanks, 
for what God is doing in our midst and watch as the power and the glory of God is ushered in. It's, we're in exciting times. I, I know it doesn't look like it. it's like how excited. I'm not excited. I'm not with people. This is boring. <laughs> and I know some of you are, you know, feeling upset even that your loved ones can't come home and you, you know, we're hoping to get together or just a host of things. Like I said, there's many going through much greater things than us just being isolated. Listen to me. God's moving. Don't lose your expectancy. Put your focus back on him and begin to praise and thank and thank him for what he's doing. So I have a question for you guys. Um, I'm, I'm going to start with uh, Wayne. What is in your spirit? So that's what's in my spirit. God's showing me in this moment uh, what we're going through. What's God showing you, Wayne? Um, God is, keeps talking to me and he keeps telling me that. And he says to me over and over again, he says, I am good. God is good. He is good. And sometimes we we forget it because we always see is the evil in front of us. But we have to remember that God's good is better than Satan's bad. And, and, and God just keeps telling me over and over again that he is good, that he is good. And no matter what we face, we have to remember that God um, is good. Yeah. He's going to take us through us. He's going to take us throughout the other side. And we're going to see again that God is good. And yeah. we're going to be amazed. And we're going to marvel at how good he is. And we just have to remember that the goodness of God is so much better than the badness of the devil. You know, mm -hmm. That's good. And it's so much more powerful. And, and we need to be just thankful. We just need to thank God that he is good. We just, um, in, I was reading in Hebrews 12, and I'll just read it for you here. It says, therefore, let us all be thankful that we're a part of an unshakable kingdom and offer to God worship that pleases him and reflects the awe and reverence we have toward him. So today at Thanksgiving, uh, I am just so thankful that I am part of the kingdom, that God has adopted me into the family, that Jesus died for me. Um, and I am so honored to be part of Embassy and the, and the team here. And I, I know that God is good. In my heart, I know that God is good. And it doesn't matter that the church got shut down because God is still good, you know, and it doesn't matter. And he is the absolute master at taking an evil plan and making something good out of it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I giggle, you know, when, when Satan's plan to kill Jesus, he had killed Jesus and he thought he had won. And then it turned into the fact that Jesus rose again. And now there's a million little Jesus running around all over the place. <laughs> and and I, I giggle at that, you know, God took the worst plan possible and made it into the absolute best plan possible. And we just have to remember that God is good. God is God good. Is good. Good. Mara? <laughs> um, God has really been speaking to me about uh, stop looking back. Mm -hmm. And uh, he showed me this verse this morning. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so I'll just quickly read it. It's uh, Exodus 16.3. And the Israelites said to Moses, If only the Lord had let us die in Egypt. There we sat by our pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. You brought us into this desert to let us starve to death. And this is after God did all the miracles for them in Egypt. This is after they crossed the Red Sea. And this is on their way to the promised land. And they are still looking back. And um, I know for many of us, I can relate to that because as many miracles of as there have been this year, um, you know, there's still a lot of unknowns. 
and it's been really crazy and moving forward seems a little scary, at least personally, that's how it's felt for me. And um, I just hear God saying, stop looking back, stop looking at the way things used to be because they were good. We had it really good, but God is going to make it even better than it was before. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'll just end with Amos 913. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of another, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening all at once. Everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off wow. the mountains and the hills. I will make yeah. everything right again. So good. Oh, yeah. wow. So good. Yeah. Mic awesome. drop. That was so good. <laughs> Duff. Um, I uh, was reading Psalms 4, and I guess what I know God is doing in me right now is uh, kind of summed up in Psalms 4, verse 1. And he's really been bringing my attention back to him. And uh, as Wayne said, and as you said, Megan, to the goodness of God, the goodness of God cannot be measured by our circumstance. And God is good irregardless of what I feel, what I see. And uh, what uh, verse 1 says is, God, you are my righteousness, my champion defender. Answer me when I cry for help. Whenever I was in distress, you enlarged me. And I think that's the one that gets me the most is that when I was in distress, and these are distressing times that, that we live in in the natural um, I love that quote from Charles Dickens in the Tale of Two Cities where he says, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. And, you know, in the world, I believe it's, it's potentially the worst of times. But we in the kingdom of God, really, this should be the best of times. And yeah. so what he's doing in me is even when I'm in this distress, this isolation, uh, God's plan and purpose is to enlarge me. And uh, what that means is... He creates more room for me to live. And, uh, and I really like that aspect of, uh, you know, what he says there. I was also listening to Waymaker this morning and uh, an awesome song. And uh, when it got to uh, farther down in the song there, it says, uh, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't yeah. feel it, you're working. <laughs> You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. And you know, it just brought me to tears because so much I, so many of the times I rely on my feelings. I go by what I see or what I feel and God, yeah. where are you? But you know, the song just took me back to the place where, you know, my eyes of faith needed to focus, refocus on God and the fact that he's always working. Yeah. When I don't see Amen. it, when I don't feel it, God is working. In this isolation, God is working. And I need to, I need to make a decision to see that. Amen. Yeah. So good. Amen. So good. I'm getting wrecked. Joel. 
Oh, so one of the things that God's been talking to me, he's been, I've been reading Isaiah 60 uh, verses one to five, and I'm just going to read it out here because I think it's, it's amazing. It's, um, it says, rise up in splendor and be radiant for your light has dawned and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully, the darkness blankets the earth and thick gloom covers the nations, but Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings of this kings to the sunrise glory of your new day lift your eyes higher look all around you and believe for your sons are returning from far away and your daughters are being tenderly wow. carried home watch <laughs> as they all gather together eager to come back to you then you will understand and be radiant yeah. your heart will be thrilled and swell with joy the fullness of the sea will flow to you and the wealth of the nations will be transferred to you and what god's been talking to me about is he's really talking about if everywhere we look, we it's getting it feels like it's getting darker and darker and darker. But the church is also getting brighter and brighter and brighter and becoming more intimate with the Holy Spirit and really yeah. learning what it's like to actually walk in intimacy without their own their own personal agendas. And mm -hmm. when when we see this, it's it's like there's a dichotomy here where yes, the world will keep getting darker and darker, but we have the we get to we get to uh, embody the glory of god in in the in in genesis it talks about the the earth was dark and without and without form and then he created the day and the night and he separated the light and the darkness and but the, he he didn't create the sun until like the third the later on and so for a couple of days there it was literally just the glory of god shining <laughs> and and we are that glory on the earth. And so when, whenever we see things get darker and darker and darker, we have to remember that it's the intimacy with Jesus, the intimacy of the Holy Spirit inside of us is actually causing us to come, become brighter and brighter and brighter. When there's a midst of fear going on around us, it's his peace that really sets us apart and, and shines. When, mm -hmm. when, there's, when there's injustice around us, it's his justice on the inside of us that really propels us forward. And, and so when we operate out of, out of love and peace and, and basically the fruits of the Holy Spirit, that's when we actually start shining with, mm -hmm. the, with the glory of God. And so what God's saying what is just say, saying. rise up in splendor and be radiant for your light has dawned and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. So that's good. what God's so talking good. about. It's good. Awesome. It's really good. <laughs> awesome. Adam Berg. It, it's wow all these words have been so good um you know i i it's funny because god god kind of showed me isaiah 62 uh not 62 but 60 comma two <laughs> and uh, that we as believers as we press into jesus we will become like citizens of his glory and and what his glory is it's actually his nature and as we seek him out and as we find him as we pursue him his glory settles upon us his so so what that's saying is his nature is actually beginning to rest on us as his people and what a beautiful picture that is where healing flows, where, where miracles, signs and wonders follow after us as we walk through life. 
and it it's just this this I've been caught up like almost like staring at Jesus's eyes and just looking into his eyes and how his eyes are fire. Like the Bible says that he has eyes of fire, mm-hmm. but inside of those eyes of love, everything that you need are in Jesus's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And as we walk with him, his nature is our inheritance. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So good. I just, it's good. I've, I've just been so caught up with just how beautiful Jesus is. Like this man who didn't know us personally gave everything to the point of death for me. And that just wraps me. And so where I see us going as, as people, God and followers of Christ, I I see us diving in deeper into the intimacy of Jesus. And just becoming absolutely enamored with his presence, with his character, and just who he is. Amen. So good, Adam. I hear the the word laid down lovers. And I I love that that saying. Um, But I was listening to, I shared this with some of you guys, I was listening to the new album by Maverick City and, and, uh, one of the things that they say in there, just like flowing in worship, is a man on fire. A man on fire doesn't care what he looks like, doesn't care what he sounds like. He's he's on fire, you know. And, and God, let us be those people who don't care what we sound like, yeah. don't care yeah. what we look like, just on fire, burning for you. That yep. we would go and do whatever it is that you called us without, you know, giving a second thought about what it makes us look like, just being yeah. on fire for you, Adam yeah. Carring. Yeah, uh, what God's been really putting on my heart in the last while, it's, uh, I'm sorry, not unlike everybody else, I don't have a scripture verse for this, but this is simply <laughs> what been down my heart. Um, and that's uh, really well, the kingdom of God. Um, we're called to bring it and show it forth on the earth. Uh, and during this time, you know, we always hear the phrase, the new normal, the new normal, the new normal. And the kingdom of God is not normal in the world standard. You know, the, the kingdom says, you know, don't be uh, greedy, but instead of being greedy and always looking out for yourself, give uh, freely. Um, you know, think of yeah. others. Just don't just think of yourself, and it's it's almost, it's literally diametrically opposed to the world's views. And this is such a great time to be able to switch people's views of what the church and what we are supposed to be. You know, for years the uh, the world had has its uh, preconceived ideas of what a Christian looks like or acts like. Um, and in a lot of ways, what they think of us is not good, because if it was, they might be more interested in us. <laughs> but we live in a time where everything is getting turned on its head, and everything is so different. Um, but that's such a perfect time to bring forth what we got and give it to them, because it's so different. 
And if everything else is different, why not keep this on to them as well and right. just mm-hmm. show them really what is the kingdom of God? What's yeah. it like? Why yeah. is it like that? Why, sh- why should we focus on others instead of ourselves? Why should we, um, why should we love anybody? Why should wow. we love our enemies? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's wow. such a perfect time to give them everything we have. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Wow. It's really good. I'm wow. arrived. That our light shine. Um, that's so awesome, you guys. Honestly, I'm just like undone over here. Powerful. God is so amazing. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.